Gwendolyn Christie and John Boyega talk The Force Awakens. All that and more in Episode 7 of the Outer Rim News Podcast. Welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast, Episode 7. Tonight we got a couple of news items for you concerning The Force Awakens. Um, a couple of interviews with uh, Gwendolyn Christie and John Boyega have hit the stands, as well as uh, a surprise rumor coming out of left field about Episode 8. But before we get into all that, I want to... Uh, I'm Ashley Wilbanks, and I want to welcome... The other host of the show, Austin Gordy. What's up? Uh, what's up? <laughs> hey, you know we really need like a crowd, like a crowd <laughs> sound. You know when I when I announce you. Well, it's, t- it's twenty fifteen. I'm sure we can find some sound effects for it. <laughs> we'll just I have think to we throw can. it I, in there. Get us a soundboard. We... <laughs> hey, hey, whoa! That that costs money, man. You're talking about you're talking about spending money on the podcast. I mean, not my money. <laughs> <laughs> you want to no spend money? money to, you want to spend money to help build this thing up? Oh, come on, <laughs> really? Nah. Um, actually, I think we're doing fairly well with the the little means that we have. Little headphone, mic, you know, microphone, garage yeah. band on the on the MacBook <laughs> here, recording everything. Yeah, apparently we need um, to write more notes. We need to get it together, as some people would say. <laughs> ah, come <laughs> Just, on, yeah. You can't. I can't help it. Yeah, I, I probably do need to take more notes and, and get better prepared for this. But eh, after working hard all day, man. Listen, I, I you know, I, I want to do all that stuff too, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> or I might. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we take notes. You know, we 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 do what we can. But man, you know, I'm like you. Long work week. Your brain's fried, but you just want to talk about Star Wars. You might can't get some ideas out. Um, may some facts may may be kind of loose in there, but we do our best, you know. Yeah, we do, we do, and and the main thing is, we get to talk Star Wars. I don't have like that Star Wars buddy that I can right. that I can talk to, like that sits right beside me and say, "Hey, what about that news? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear about that? Yeah, I do yeah. that, and they're like, freaking nerd. You know, they just <laughs> look at me like. Yeah, that's What's nice. Up? And then they just carry on about this. That's pretty much how my conversations are at the house. It's either because I'm I'm talking to nothing <laughs> or yeah, I'm like okay. I'm talking at my girlfriend and she's just kinda like, Okay. And then just kind of kind of moseys on. So it's like uh, and I'm sure she's getting so tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I'm sure she's like, I want this movie to come out and I want him to <laughs> shut up for a year. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but it's gonna, it, it, but but the, the build up is going to start again, oh, yeah. around you know June, July when Rogue One comes out in December. I told her, and, I said, look, it, if you don't want this to ha- happen, you better let me know because you're you're down for a good six years <laughs> or like, more or more. Like you better tell me now because <laughs> it ain't going to stop, baby. It ain't going to stop. <laughs> and, and and once Rogue One comes out, then you're locked in for another. 
what few months because yeah. episode eight comes out in May. Yeah, pretty much. Just like a, basically just half a year, you have you'll have another movie. That's awesome, you know. But yeah. um, and then and then the whole May time frame. I mean, that's when they start releasing all the movies. After that, at right. that point, Star you know Star Wars episode eight, and then the Han Solo spinoff after mm. that. I'm sure is in May of the next year. Cut the shot, all right, too. But aside from that, let's go into some news of the week, so to speak. You're reading that off your um, notes. <laughs> yes, I, uh, yes, I was reading that from the notes. That um, Variety re- uh, just re- posted a, a nice interview with Gwendolyn Christie. About, Variety, um, Variety always gets good interviews, man. I've, I've noticed like Variety, Vanity Fair, and es- Esquire really get some good interviews, man. So this really? one's from Variety on Gwendolyn Christie, right? Yeah, and she's talking Star Wars and Game of Thrones, but mm. who cares about Game of Thrones? I don't know anything know. about Game of Thrones. Who, ta- who even talks about it? that show? Is so 2014. <laughs> well, well, you're saying that you probably watch Game of Thrones, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> yes, I know you do. I know. I, I, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've never read a Game of Thrones book. Is that sad? No, I mean it's you know it, it's a it's a niche you know. And plus, it's um, you know, I mean, like I remember it first when I, when it was first coming. I'm not to talk, turn this into the Game of Thrones podcast, but I mean, re- I remember when it first came out. I was kind of like, ah, oh, it's probably going to be stupid, um, because I never read the books. But but um, the early buzz on it got me to pay attention. I'm like, all right, maybe it's something, and it's good. I mean, it's really gritty, very violent, lots of sex, <laughs> lots of dirty mm-hmm. bits, lots of genitalia, yeah. and. And uh, not Jennifer Tilly, I meant genitalia. <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> but um, just a lot of that and a lot of swords and stuff. And it's, it's good, but it's it's not everybody's you know, cup of tea. But Gwendolyn, oh, Christie like- is, Gwendolyn Christie is really good in it. Like to me, she's one, she's one of the standout characters in the show. That's why I was mm-hmm. so psyched that she was going to be a part of the Star Wars universe. And then doubly psyched whenever we find out who she's actually playing. And it's, yeah, so... We do have Game of Thrones to thank for that. Well, apparently, Star Wars and Game of Thrones are, are not her only. It's not the only two movies she's in. She's also in Hunger Games. Yeah, I think Maybe she's supposed to be last... In the last, the last one. I think because she wasn't in any of the previous ones. I don't remember her in the last one. So I'm thinking she's uh, just going to be in this this last one, the the, the upcoming final movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know who she plays. Well, well, to be honest, I. Uh, I watched the first Hunger Games movie, uh, mm-hmm. and before that, I actually read the first book, mm-hmm. which was a decent book. Yeah, I tried to get into the second one, man. It lost me after a few chapters. I was like, "I'm done. This is not my thing." Yeah, I marathoned I them with um with my girlfriend. Like she, you know, we try to read stuff together. So that was one thing we went through together and and read them all and watched the movies. And yeah, you know, it's kind of whatever. Really? Mm. Like it's just, you know, like it's, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's nothing that I'll keep going back to. I mean, she enjoys it and it's, and that's cool. I, I, I like, I like when there's fandom, especially on the, the significant other side of something, you know, so I'm just like, I can't say anything. I, I have a questioning love of Star Wars. Like it's just, it's almost like, hmm, maybe we need to get him checked out kind of <laughs> obsession with Star Wars. So I can't say anything. Hmm. Well, let's um, let's roll right into what she's saying. I'm I'm just going to read uh, some quotes she had. Um, 
it's, I mean, I mean, it's you know, the article's written out by some variety person, so they just throw quotes in there. But she's like, it's it's great to be involved in three big franchises, but they're big three big franchises that are looking to expand our consciousness about each other as human beings, and that's very exciting. Um, they are three enormous things. However, the quality of the writing and the concepts are very, very well developed and very relevant. So everyone seems engaged in the excitement of what these things are doing. All three projects are incredibly progressive. So it feels as though everyone's caught up with the idea of that. And everyone's dedicated to giving their absolute best and honoring the set of ideas and setting them forth into the world. Um, nothing real groundbreaking there about star Wars. Um, yeah, you know, when when we go through, we see that these internet sites make a big deal about, oh, Gwendolyn Christie interview about Star Wars The Force Awakens. You immediately flock to it, and you read it, and it's like, uh, didn't really give anything away. It just says, I enjoyed making the film. Right. Like, I mean, it's not, there's no, <laughs> there's no, you know, uh, leaks or, or, you know, any teases or anything like that, which I'm, I'm kind of happy about. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's just kind of like her talking about her career, but um, one thing I thought that was really interesting about the article was when she talked about actually being there on set, because I mean, honestly, just from the way she's talking, I mean, she could have phoned in the role because, you know, she's in a suit, so mm-hmm. they could have easily doubled her out. But she said it was like something where JJ really wanted her there and to be in the suit and to be that character and to be in those scenes. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm just, I thought that was really cool. You know, that, that, they talked about that because, you know, I mean, she could easily have been either the person who, who was in the suit and didn't talk or the other way around. So she could have, you know, she could have been like the David Prowse, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like how they use her physicality for the suit, you know, for the character. And, uh, I'm, I'm just ready to see what she's going to do with it. You know, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure she's going to be a really cool, badass character. Now have, have, is this picture that they have in the article? Is that a new picture? I ha- I don't think I've seen that one. Is that of um, Captain Phasma? Let me see. I don't, I'm not sure. I'd have to pull up the article, but um, um, it's it's it just here. a picture of of Captain Phasma standing in front of what looks like the ruins of right. some. Yeah, that's from the um from the Vanity Fair photo shoot that okay. know, when it first came out. Yeah, that was the one I had gotten there. So yeah, that's the that's the shot from there, which is a really cool shot of her. Like, I really love that okay. suit. That suit looks so awesome. Okay, so it's been released before. This right, is not right. This is not new. Okay. Yeah, this isn't new. Yep. It just seems it just seems new to me. I, I don't remember seeing that, but uh, but if you say it's new, I mean, if you say it's old, <laughs> it's old. Yeah, it's I mean, old. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, there's not really anything here that's like, oh, Darth Vader dies in this one kind of thing. Right. Um. It's just her kind of praising J.J. Abrams and and the story and and all that good kind of garbage. Um, oh, really? Huh? Another, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another another um, article came out. John Boyega was talking with GQ, British GQ magazine, not 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 GQ, but British GQ magazine, and they asked him the a few questions, which is a little more interesting than the Gwendolyn Christie article, to be honest. Um, on auditioning for Star Wars, he says, I was unleashed into seven months of auditions. It was like the X Factor, but without the TV show around it. It was intense. You know, 
I wonder, I wonder what that audition m- must feel like, and I wonder who else they auditioned for that role. Was it was there any r- rumor mills going around, or are the rumor mill going around releasing names at that time? Do you remember? I really, I really can't remember because I do want to say that um, I had, like, I had heard about some some people, and of course, there was probably like, um, I think you know, back in the day, of course, people thought there was going to be the the TV shows of course there were names going around about the live action but with this movie mm-hmm. I remember it was pretty hush hush I mean I just I kind of remember you know him you know for sure and Adam Driver yeah and um, yeah um and yeah that's pretty much it I do remember the other names were which was probably for for the you know the Ray role was the girl from that movie Hannah I can't remember her name she was the blonde haired girl. Um, she was really cool because in in Hannah she had you know she was uh, it was a real physical character like she had to beat up a lot of people and stay on the run and stuff like that and when they were like yeah she may be the lead in the new Star Wars movie I totally saw it but I guess she didn't make it I'm assuming so and then yeah. maybe, maybe I'm guessing that role went to to um, um, Daisy Ridley Daisy Ridley so. So yeah, at that point, I, I'm not really sure of other casting rumors or anything like that, especially with his character. Hmm. Yeah. And and, and, and to be honest, we didn't know what characters were what because we these are new characters, and so right. We don't know. We don't know. Um. On here, here's a good one. On reading the script for Star Wars, he said, "When I read the script, I cried, and I'm not really a big crier. I'm more like a frog in the throat kind of guy." We'll try to hold it in and make sure I don't let it all out. Yeah, I wonder. Okay. I wonder how <laughs> emotional the script must be. I mean, that's pretty well, cool. Well, this that, is, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's cool, but it's got me worried too. It's got me. Why? Why would you cry to Star Wars? <laughs> don't you cry? Don't, don't you tell me somebody's time. <laughs> yeah, and and that that that's what scares me. The biggest is somebody is inevitably gonna kick the bucket in this first movie. Yeah, and unless they, you know, they, this is the script they sent him, and the script changed over time, right? You know? Or it and could just, just be remembering... the, maybe it also too. It could just be that I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe not a sad cry either. Maybe it's just an emotional kind of thing where it's just such a I don't know. Maybe the story just is kind of moving in a way. I I really don't know, but um, kind of like the. Han Solo and Chewbacca scene from the trailer when they yeah maybe something like that where you're just like wow like that that was such a beautiful you know Mm -hmm. um, you know series of events or a turnaround or just the way everything was summed up I don't know I mean I I guess we'll see I mean I you know most likely yeah we're probably going to see somebody you know get taken out in some way but at the same time um, I don't know I guess it I mean we'll find out but uh, and <laughs> you know I'm, I'm scared, but at the same time I'm just excited to to yeah, see what the hell about. Yeah, and I don't want to to you know use the rumor mill here because I don't want to ruin this for anybody. So I so I don't think we're gonna go into speculate on who might die. Now as as the movie gets closer within one week, two weeks, and maybe we know more about the movie, eh, we might want to speculate then. But uh, right now, I mean, it's still too early to speculate. I mean, the 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 uh, the final trailer still hadn't been released for the film, right? And we're 
and we're what 85 days away mm-hmm. 84 it, the, it, when this podcast is released on friday i think it'll be 80 83 days something like that mm-hmm. so uh, i mean we're still a little bit far away but and then he goes on to talk about uh his role in the movie he says uh Finn is dope. His story is so epic. It's a story that's never been seen before, but it also mirrors the story of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. And he's quirky and charismatic and funny. For me, he was the best character in the script. Um, so it mirrors the story of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. That's another interesting uh, sentence to use. I wonder if he's going to be like the Luke Skywalker to Poe Dameron's uh, Han Solo, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, and it could be. I mean, we have seen him light up that lightsaber in that snowy forest in that in the, what is it, five-second clip they showed on Vine <laughs> one day. Right, exactly. Um, and it so totally it, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there was another article... Uh, I think it was uh, uh, the guy playing Poe Dameron. What's his name? Um, um, uh, Vega? Something Vega? Oh, Lord. I always, yeah. uh, I always get his name uh, mixed up. But it, yeah, it's um, the guy from Drive. Here is where we need to be taking notes. Taking also. notes. <laughs> and we need to look at these notes. These people need Oscar this information. Isaac, Vega, I don't know, Oscar Isaac. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in, in that interview, he said that that there would be a lot of twists and turns in this film, and 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 a little bit of comedy. So, you know, yeah, we see Finn in the in the forest lighting up the lightsaber, but maybe he's just self defense. That's the only thing he has, right? And he's be. not really the Jedi that we think he might be. Right, which I mean, I think yeah. in this movie, it's it's not going to be that he's gonna, he's going to be, especially him saying he's mirroring Luke. It's probably going to be that he's not the Jedi yet. He's, um, of course, probably going to learn maybe over the course of the yeah. next three movies. But mm-hmm. um, it brings up a point, you know, with the you know, like the way they're talking about these movies. To me, is sort of like what was missing in the the prequel trilogy. Which really, I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of um, mirroring, I guess you'd say. And, of course, we've been seeing a lot more videos of that popping up lately. Um, but I feel like the story could have been whittled down and more simplistic. And also, you want, you know, you could have made those core three characters, maybe, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme, more into this, into this trio that we're probably going to see here and make them more fast-paced and lock them more in together for the three movies, you know? And I what? feel like that was one thing that it kind of, you but, know... But can't... But can you, though? Can you... Could could Lucas have done that? Probably. I mean, I'm sure he could have. I mean, of course, he's he's making the stories, you know? And I'm saying, you know, this is just an idea. That's just probably what I w- would have done with, with trying to make them like the original trilogy so that you had more, like, the faster pace... And you had like you know more connection to the characters, because like mm-hmm. with episode one you had a, a certain set of characters, and then you pretty much had a reboot and a revamp for the next two movies, and you know, and as much as I loved like I love Qui Gon and stuff in the first movie, it's like it was just kind of weird how how we had that. You know, I probably would have maybe still tried to keep that character, maybe just changed. 
I don't know, maybe changed like ages, maybe like Anakin, maybe not being such a kid in the first one, maybe more of the teenager in the first one and just being, you know, too old for training and angsty and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's different things you could go with and I'm saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to rewrite history. It's just something that I feel like that's probably going to make these next movies stronger is the fact that they're talking about how they're going to be, you know, well, I mean, of course the story is going forward. So we really don't know what's going to happen, but you're, you're going to have like a more fast paced, you know, uh, action packed, adventurous story. And it's going to revolve around this trio of characters, but the, but the actual, I guess the world that they're in and the story that's playing out around them is, is probably, it's probably going to be a, a more easily digestible story than what was in the prequels. Yeah. I think that's probably the, the main thing is just you, you you don't want to muddy it up so much that people don't even understand what's happening or, or just they have to ask so many questions because they just can't figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I get I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, and, and I can see that being a criticism of the prequels, but but to me, it I think it had to play out slow. Like that, because if you look at what Palpatine did, it was slow, steady, nefarious. Oh, definitely, yeah. All the way up, all the way up to the end, and the movies played out like his plan played out. And then, of course, the original three can be faster paced and you know faster, more intense, right? As Gio would say, um, to um, to get that that wow factor and and to and to lead him up to destroying the emperor and 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 ultimately vader and all that right. um there was also another uh question they asked and it, and it was basically on using a lightsaber in the film and finn or finn look at him i'm already calling him finn <laughs> um john boyega said uh they're heavy those things and there's there's a lot of running involved I was trained on a high incline treadmill, so when it came to it, I could sprint around the desert in a leather jacket. They should do a Star Wars weight loss program. Hmm. And you're just in. He's giving Lucasfilm ideas here, because they will market the crap out of anything Star Wars. <laughs> True. I can, I can see the P90X guy right now trying to sell you, you know, P90 Star Wars X or something, and uh. You know, P90X wing. Yeah, P90X wing. It gives you X wings. Lock lock S falls in attack position and burn them calories. (laughs) (laughs) High incline. Come on, you can do it. Pick up your lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) Man, speaking of the uh, the running around the desert and stuff, did you see the um? They they actually um just released like an interactive um. They call it a trailer, but it's really just you're on a speeder bike and you're like running, like basically riding through the Jakku wasteland, and you're getting like to look around you, like look around at all hmm. the stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw that on Facebook. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, first person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty neat. It makes me makes me ready to to I mean not only see the movie but play the the game to see how all that went down because uh, in yeah. Battlefront there's going to be a level you'll get to play for the Battle of Jakku. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, and I guess you get to see this Star Destroyer fall into the planet. That's going to be crazy. Be, <laughs> being pulled into the gravitational field of the Jakku and just mm-hmm. hitting the dirt. Um, I, I, I was reading somewhere uh, that you should that you can see BB-8 
in, in that little trailer somewhere. If you look to yeah, the right or the left, yeah, he was somewhere at the end. And I just couldn't find him. I'll have to do it again. But yeah, he's somewhere and, at and the you, end. Yeah, and you know the cool thing about that that little video or trailer is you can move the camera while you're you know driving through that thing on your speeder bike. You can move the camera to the left or right, and and look at stuff beside just what you see right there. That is really kind of cool technology. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. Especially in a YouTube video where you can just move, you know, <laughs> pan the camera left or right. Yeah. It's, at it's wheel. pretty cool. I, I like the, I like the new marketing strategies are coming up with little neat little things, just like the, the, um, uh, augmented reality stuff you can do with the star Wars app on your phone. And, uh, mm-hmm. if you have one of the comics, usually they'll have an ad. You just point it at the ad and then you'll have like BB eight pop up or a Stormtrooper or something like that. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I did that and had a stormtrooper pop up, mm-hmm. and I and I played the little lightsaber training <laughs> yep. thing in my garage because it was the only place I had that I could just move around in, you right. know, and try to do that. But yeah, it's also got some cool uh, selfie uh, backgrounds too, mm-hmm. so you can put yourself as Princess Leia or a rebel pilot or a Jedi Knight and change your background up. Too. It's it's a pretty cool little app. Um, well, some more, it, it, more. I mean, let's talk about the movies a little bit more. Uh, there, there's another rumor this this going around, and the rumor comes from a site makingstarwars.net. Um, as far as I can tell, they've been accurate to this point on on things about the Force Awakens. And, uh, so, I mean, you want to say, take this rumor with a grain of salt, but, uh, like I said, their track record seems to be pretty good with these things, but the rumor is that, uh, and here's the quote, a team in the UK are soon heading to the U S to begin training Hayden Christensen for a star Wars episode eight appearance of some sort. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. see the girls just lining up Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you make of this um i mean it's you know it depends on i guess what this where the story goes um i, I don't know i mean it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with it doesn't really bother me too much i mean you know he is anakin skywalker i mean you know, so he is, he is. if yeah. you're, you know, if, if, as long as they're able to bring him into the series, you know, in a, in a good way, like in a, you know, in a way that makes sense. I mean, I'm all for it, you know, to kind of connect mm-hmm. it because I mean, in certain ways, you know, I can tell that they're trying to move away from the prequels a little bit with these new movies, but at the same time, if you have that, that thread, you know, I feel like that, that's a good thing, you know? No, oh, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess it just depends on how they're going to do it, like how they're you know going to bring him in and incorporate him into these prequels that are so far. And I mean, you know, I've heard maybe it's flashback stuff, but I don't know. Unless it's something to do like with a, you know, maybe with Luke talking to a you know to Force ghosts or something like that. You know, kind of. Yeah. You know. But why? Of, but why would they need to train him? I, I don't know. To begin that's, training. That's that's a good question too. Maybe. Huh? I, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely a good question. I really don't know. I I don't know why they would need to do that, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out in two years. <laughs> yeah. So, 
this is one thing that has me just a teensy bit worried about The Force Awakens. We're so used to George Lucas's Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. They're all filmed in a certain way. You know, they have the same look, the same the same feel. We've never seen a flashback scene in a Star Wars movie. Right. And there, of course, the rumor mill's churning, and there, supposedly, there's going to be a flashback scene in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, and I'm just... I'm not sold on that, on that idea of right. going back in the past, and 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 especially because it, we're so used to. See, I mean, I don't know who's in the in the in the flashback scene, but let's just say it's Princess Leia or <clears throat> or even Han Solo. I, those two, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, have been, are so entrenched in our minds from A New Hope. That if you flash back to it with a different actor, different actress, it it doesn't do it justice to me. It it doesn't right. feel like it's the and, same person. And I that's why I don't think they'll probably be doing that. I mean, it just doesn't. Like you said, we haven't seen that before. And if and, and if it's going to be a flashback, it's probably going to be just it's going to be some way of flashing back, but that it's not actually a flashback. Either it could be like a force vision, or it could be a you know it could be a recording or something. I, I mean, I really don't know. Um, I don't know. Just with things like that, I try not to to worry too much over it because I'm just like you know, if, if it's going to happen, if it, it you know it's going to happen. Um, but I don't know. I try to show good faith with with the directors and the writers. So I guess we'll mm-hmm. see. I, I really I really don't know. I mean, I don't know um, what they would flash back about per se. Um, so I really don't know. I mean, it's it's just it's hard to say because I could speculate and speculate, and I, you know, and we could be so far off, and then again we could hit it dead on the head, and and I don't know. We just won't know. So I'm not but sure. The, but you do make a good point that I've never I hadn't thought about, and that's uh, that it could be some hollow recording or right like a holocron, from, you know, or something playing. Yeah, and and that makes perfect sense. I mean that that's fine. It's just I didn't want the the screen starts to get cloudy looking and fade back. And now you see. I mean, if they do it that way, then I'm sold. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. (laughs) Um, It's it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I'm working this into this podcast, but we're talking about the same director and, you know, we, we we know we're going to probably see some, some themes here, but with J.J. Yeah. Abrams, the way he did, he handled Star Trek and kind of going back and explaining some of the plot and that, they used the Vulcan mind meld. So it was like, that was the perfect way of going back and showing that without just kind of having a flashback scene. You don't have that. It's, it's a mind meld. So that made perfect sense. So I, I feel like if they're going to do something like that with these movies, they're probably going to try and, and have it make sense and not just do a flashback. It's just like um, when, when Anakin sees Padme in his Force Visions, you know, those are force visions. So you're kind of a flat, you're flash forwarding into the future. And in this case, mm-hmm. you know, we may have something like that, but you see it in the past or, you know, or like I said, a hollow recording of some type or some kind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you never know. I, I you know, I'm just, I, I'm interested to see it, but I have, I, I don't know at this point, I'm digging the campaign that they're going with the, you know, with the movie and the story is sounding great. And, you know, I have, I love the director and the writers, especially with that. We're, we're, going back to the same writer that was responsible for so much of the, the great stuff in the original trilogy. Um, yep. that I, I just, I don't know. I, I, my, 
Like I'm not scared at this point. I'm I'm excited. Like you know, a lot of times you watch something, but you're like, oh man, oh I hope they don't screw it up. But I just in this way, I feel like there's no way they're going to screw this up. Like I mean, of course it <laughs> it's very possible they could, but I don't yeah. I don't feel that way the way sometimes you feel about movies. Like I'm I'm enthusiastic about it. So. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll see how they they approach certain things. I'm sure there will be things that that we may disagree with, uh, but it's just I don't know. It's hard to say. And plus, I'm the nice guy about movies. I really try to, you know, I always try to have a second opinion or a or like I try to put myself in their shoes for certain things, you know, and try to come about things in a logic kind of way. But but at the same time, you know, I I can have my opinions too. But you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see how it all plays out and. Hopefully it'll be great. Well, well, yeah, I am too. I, I and to and to me, it's it's just it's taken away from what makes Star Wars Star Wars. If you if you just have a flashback scene for sake of having a flashback scene and trying to right. stick Darth Vader in the movie, yeah, and that's generate, and that would be generate wrong. more buzz, right? Exactly, yeah. that would be wrong. So that's why I'm like, I hope that that's not the case. Um, but we'll, I don't know, we'll see. Cause I mean, if anything, if they're bringing Hayden Christensen back, you know, JJ or Rian, or no, this will be Rian, I guess, Johnson that's doing the, 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 yeah. um, that movie. So of course he'll probably get up in his face and like, let me tell you something. This ain't episode two. Okay. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> three, <laughs> but you better bring it in this movie. <laughs> you better bring it. <laughs> yeah. You take your wooden acting ability and you throw it out the door. <laughs> and by God, if you if, if if the word jumper comes out of your mouth, I'm gonna punch you. I'm gonna punch you square in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Um but yeah, I, I mean I'm sort of excited about Hayden Christensen coming back. I'm hoping it's just as ghost Anakin talking to Luke in episode right. eight. To right. me, that's the only logical thing they could, the way they could tie him back into uh, the franchise. Right. Uh, How do you feel about um, the rumors that they're that Disney? Uh, you know, because I think it was um, John Landis or Matt Landis or somebody said something about um, uh, that Disney was going to re-release the Star Wars movies. You know, in, in the theatrical uh, cuts. Yeah. You know, on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm of two minds. Yeah, I want to see it, just because I am so used to watching those Blu-rays now, and and, and I watch them quite a bit. You know, it, it's nothing for us to watch all six movies once a month, maybe once every couple of months. You know, and and I've had them. When did the Blu-rays come out? Two thousand. It was what, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. So they've been out a good four years at least. And, and it's all I know now. And yeah, I like Yub Nub. I I love that Ewok song at the end of the movie. Right. In Return of the Jedi. That that's the, but I like the one that they have now too has grown on me and it's part of the movie now. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of me wants to see those original cuts again. Right, just from a, from a nostalgia point of view, but the other half of me, and a bigger half, like maybe it's maybe seventy thirty seventy percent of me says these are the Star Wars movies now. The I mean, George Lucas said, "Hey, 
I'm not finished with them. Let me add this to it. Let me add this to it. And, and I'm cool with that. And right. I like it. And, and it's what I'm used to. So to me, you know, Lucasfilm is going to get my money either way. Cause I'll buy them just, just <laughs> right. to have them and, and, and right. just, just to watch them. But right. it's not something that I'm campaigning for. And I'm, and I've been up in arms about since in day one. Mm. Um, cause I love the, the movies that, that are out now in the way they are out. Right. I, I mean, I, I like them. The, if I had, go ahead. No, you fine. You finish. No, I was just, I was just saying the, the only real problem with all, with the six original, I mean, six movies that I have is the Phantom Menace and not that it's a bad film. I wish they would go and touch up some of the CGI stuff, but that's not, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with the original trilogy we're talking about now. It's right. just, it, it, I'm just talking about the six movies on Blu-ray. If, if, if they were going to go back and touch up something, I would love for them to go back and, and fix a few issues or things that I look at. It look too CGI, too fake, you know, go ahead and, Put a little more detail in it, make right. it a little, little better. Yeah, I, like I did they, notice. I did notice that Jar Jar kind of looks like he could be touched up a little bit, you know, in the first one, like on the Blu-ray. Which I mean, the mm-hmm. to me it looks they all look great, and I love that they mm-hmm. reincorporated uh, CG Yoda because the puppet Yoda was. Whew. Oh my god! <laughs> Even though I yes. love the puppet, yeah. I mean, if only they could have just. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess a meth meth lab was somewhere on set we um got a little stone a little hot <laughs> dude he, even the color was off yeah it was but but like puppet yoda was just just weird like he just did yeah. that wasn't yoda at all like so so yeah it, it's, i'm glad they went back and just put in the cg yoda you know but yeah. um yeah i think you know i've always been that person too that you know with that having that director's eye, I'm always like, I'm, I'm all for the director's vision that always mm-hmm. trumps anything else. Anytime there's ever like when a movie comes out and they have the director's cut, that's going to be what I'm going to watch. Lord of the Rings came out. They had the extended cuts. That's the only ones I'll watch now because I'm always about the director's view. So, yeah. so when, when you, when a director wants to change something, unless, you know, that director stands up and goes, okay, I was wrong. Like Steven Spielberg, you know, he was, you know, and it was kind of a dumb change. You know, we're going to put walkie talkies instead of guns, that kind of stuff. You know, that's fine. You you can always, as a director, you have that that ability. You have that right to to go back and say, oh well, you know, either I want to change this or oh, I'm sorry, I changed that and I was wrong. That's fine. Lucas has always stood by his work. The only thing, if if I had to, ch- if like with these movies that are coming out, if they're going to do the unaltered versions. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that, and that's cool. But at the same time, I would. The thing is, is if it was my cut, like if I had, if I had to, the ability, of, or if they gave me the decision, I would keep most of the special edition stuff in there, because I mean, you know, we have the great X-wing shots and stuff from the battle, the Death Star battle. You know, you've got the shots in Tatooine. You've got cleaned up picture. You know, a lot of that stuff looks really good. They went back and they really restored a lot of that stuff. Um, I'd probably just do, go back and change the Han thing, the Han shooting first, the Greedo shooting first kind of thing. Like, I'd just change it back to what it originally was because, to me, it, it I don't care either way, but it 
was such a backlash that I would just revert it back to the the way it originally was just to, you know, just to make the fans happy. Um, cause to me, like I said, it did make a difference. Um, you know, I'm trying to just, well, it didn't make it, it doesn't make a difference to me either, but it, the, the thing he, it, it looks herky jerky. Yeah, of. it does. I mean, that's, that's why I'm like, I, I would prefer it go back the way it originally was because that way you just, you don't have that thing where your eyes see something weird but you don't catch it until you keep going back and looking at it. You know, you're like, Oh, oh <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think like all the changes, like empire had, had really good changes. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I think the only thing that I would probably change back would be, um, the Jabba's the Jabba's palace scene. Like I, the musical number, it's gotta go. Like that was the only thing that I always felt like, wow. Like that was, Woo, like where did that come from? <laughs> like I don't I didn't understand why they blew that up so big. I would have I would have just kept it the you know the way it was originally. Um yeah. You know, touched but up did, with CG, did, but did, I wouldn't change the, I wouldn't add a I wouldn't add a musical number to it. It was just kind of weird. Well, didn't Lucas originally have plans to do a musical number and it just Got thrown by the wayside because of time or money. Probably so. That's why he. Or that's what that's he, why he added it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, to, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's his vision, whatever. I mean, that's just the only thing that really I would have, if I was working with him, I would have been like, George, this this really ain't working. What? How about we? Why don't we just put this on the cutting room floor? You know, because I mean, we've cut other stuff. We've we've cut you know an awesome scene where Luke, you know, you first get you see his lightsaber. We cut that on the floor, and I understand why we did that. You know, so. Let's get rid of this. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, I, and, and I'm conflicted because I love the Yub Nub uh, music. But then again, the the stuff they did for the the special editions was great too. You know, it was really good music. Well, yeah, I, I, so it's I think the Yub Nub music is, is cool. It's just it is when it, it's small. It's not big. It's not grand. With the right. stuff they did at the with the with the special editions was grand, mm-hmm. and it was. Is considered maybe more galaxy wide feeling to it, you know, other than Yubnub is more localized to, to indoor with, you know, the Ewoks singing. Right. And, and I, I don't, I don't know. Um, Unless they got John, John Williams to come back and revisit Yubnub and expand it and make it more grand, you know, <laughs> and, it, and make it, you know, you just, either that or you start seeing it, everybody going from, from planet to planet singing in their own language, you know, cause, cause it'll be, it'll be like, everybody's yub-nub, singing yub-nub. Yub-nub, yub-nub, you know, or then the, then it just goes to, to Coruscant and they're going freedom, talking about freedom, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know, um, so, uh, you know, I would, I wouldn't even mind entertaining that idea, but yeah, that would be the one there. I would be conflicted because those, those I, I miss Yubnub, but at the same time, the, the, like I said, the special edition cleaned that up and made it even better, made it more, had more of an impact, you know, and like you said, it was grander. You could yeah. across all the planets. Um, so that one would be tough. It would, it would be a tough call. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be fine. I mean, like you, just like you said, they're going to have my money either way. Um, yeah. so, you know, if, if we're going to, um, uh, get more movies, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll, you know, I'll be buying them and watching them, but you know, I, I will say this though. Also, they, they really do need to go back and color correct these, the high desks because there were some problems still. 
And uh, yeah. like I would have, I would fix those lightsabers so much, like especially the A New Hope sabers. <gasps> like go back and fix those. Like I mean, there's been fan edits that look so good. Like people have gone in and done their own thing and kind of go with yeah. the ideas that I'm talking about, keeping you know some of the special edition stuff, but color correct a lot of stuff. Like man, the lightsabers they could easily fix that stuff in in A New Hope. And every time there's like when they had the Blu-ray release, I'm like, great, they're probably going to clean that up and make it look better. And no, <laughs> they, it still doesn't look the best. I mean, I'd go back and completely digitally remaster and you know redo the the sabers. Well, you know, when they did the Blu-ray release, I thought, yeah, that was one thing I thought that they would do, especially at the end when Kenobi and Vader fight. It just looks horrible yeah that's that's i mean those sabers look horrible yeah i agree um oh and the no the the thing in in return of the jedi would you keep that or would you would you let that go no when he he throws when he throws the emperor over do you think they they should they should have left that alone Mm, it didn't bother me yeah it didn't it didn't bother me as much i mean i laugh at it sometimes i mean because i kind of have a giggle on there you know in the in three when he does that but it actually has more of an impact in, in six to me because in, in three, it's a little goofy and you can kind of laugh at it a little bit, but yeah. I don't know in six it actually, cause I rewatched them recently and it kind of had more of an impact, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. It, it, it was actually, I mean, it actually worked in my opinion anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think they need to revisit a new hope completely and redo a lot of things. Uh, the CGI on the Java scene with Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Java. I mean, that's hard. I mean, yeah, I know it was great for its day, but they really need to go and touch that one up. Yeah. I mean, Java looks bad. Um, and I know it's hard to try to make him look like that, you know, that real makeup that you know they did with job of the hut there they could do it um, they could easily do it and i and i agree i I feel like they they i would go back and try to correct at least correct his face yeah and another thing is when luke's on tatooine and and he gets knocked out by this the um, tuscan raider they need to take that mess out where kenobi comes in and uh i I mean you're talking about the crate dragon call Yes, <laughs> I laugh at that every time, yeah. man. I, it's like it's like horrible. It's like oh, it just I mean it just like this echo that it sounded almost like a crate dragon fart. Like I don't, <laughs> it was just weird. I I just picture like a some guy sitting on the side over there making this sound while he's he's coming there holding his arms up, you know. But but the high pitch part of it is what gets me. I mean, it just sounds so ridiculous. Sounds so ridiculous. I hope they. I wish they would go in and fix that. Yeah. And then, um, just, re- re- um, just bring it. Just uh, again, revert it back to the the Tim Allen. You know the home the home improvement. Oh, <laughs> just do that. I'd rather hear that. Yeah, I'd rather hear that. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, another thing is the other CGI, the the land speeder coming into um most obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks it's starting to look at this show with age too. Yeah, I would oh, I would probably yeah. clean that up a little bit too. Maybe maybe even uh, like make it because to be honest with you, like there's I mean there's parts of it that look good. Like there's the you know like some of the more easy going straight shots that look good. 
but then you had that one where you kind of has the it's like the it drives overhead and then it looks kind of cartoony when it's bouncing off. I would probably change mm-hmm. that and just kind of keep it at a just a level pace. You know, try mm-hmm. to keep it realistic. I'm sure they could go back and do that. Um yeah, we need to call up Lucasfilm. We need to start getting this ball rolling. We need to like <laughs> we need to clean up these DVDs, uh, dude, these Blu-rays. I'm serious. I'd be down, you know, if they did that, I'd be down for buying another copy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, of the Blu-rays. I mean, it's just Star Wars is one of those things you want to have the best version you can possibly have of right. it, so you can watch, so you can watch it over and over again in the best possible way. And uh, I, I, I just, I feel bad when I. For myself, when I watch it and I hear Obi Wan Kenobi doing that fake crate dragon call that just sounds totally ridiculous, and and I see Jabba looking ridiculous, and most most of my issues are with A New Hope and with the Phantom Menace. Not that they're bad movies, just there's some things I'd like for him to clean up as far as CGI goes, right? Or sound edits or something like right. that. Um, but yeah, as far as Purchasing the original cuts, I'm I'm all over it if it uh, if it ever happens. So we also have a cool little giveaway. Sideshow Collectibles has has teamed up with us to um, give away a six one six scale Cad Bane figure. This is one the one from the Clone Wars where he uh, he, uh, he he's put in prison and he's trying to escape, so he dresses up like the clone trooper. Um, this is a pretty sick figure right here and it, and it retails for, it's over a hundred bucks, right? Right. But, um, you can enter this by going to outerrimnews.com. That is O-U-T-E-R-R-I-M-N-E-W-S.com. It's, uh, we're going to put a, a little advertising banner on the side over there for you to click on. But if you scroll down, it's about the third or fourth article on the site. Click on it, and there's three ways to enter to win this thing. But you have to do it on the little uh, on the little app on that page. You have to um, you can either follow us on Twitter, and that'll give you one entry. So there's three possible entries you can have for this giveaway. You can follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Pinterest, or you can visit our Facebook page. Don't have to follow us. Don't have to like us. Don't have to do any of that. Just visit the page. But you have to do it through the little uh, giveaway app that's on that page. So your um, so your uh, entries will be recorded. And uh, I think it's going to end October 1st. And we're giving it away maybe that night. So if you want a, a cool little uh, 12-inch Cad Bane figure, easy way to get it is... Go into outerrimnews.com, putting in all your info there, and you get three chances to win. Three chances. So, how hard is that? That's the that's the easiest way to get a Cad Bane figure. Yeah, and it looks good. That I know. Like, of. I mean, it looks really good and detailed. I mean, I I would love to have it myself. <laughs> might have to might have to throw in some entries. Because I mean, it's it's great. I uh, mean, it's got Cad Cad Bane. He's in the uh, he's in the the clone trooper outfit. Um, kind of looks like Rex from the series if you've watched that. And uh, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, just a lot of a lot of detail put in that. I mean, which they all the Sideshow Collectibles is always really good with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And and unfortunately, you can't enter. Oh. <laughs> yes. Th- this contest is is uh not for employees of Outer Rim News. <sighs> Lucky people. Are, are we considered employees? I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess I'm an employee now, answering the, the phone and everything else here. Yeah. Here at uh, the Outer Rim News studio where we're podcasting from. <laughs> High tech studio, by the way. <laughs> I mean, state of the art. You know, it's yep. this thing was built in 2015. It's great. <laughs> yeah. You can't hear the echo yeah. in here, but it's it's great. Huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. Well, um, I think that'll do it for the show this week. Um, remember, people, go to outerrimnews.com and enter for that Cad Bane. We, we want to give that some, to, to, to a one lucky winner, so go do that. So for me, may the force be with you. Yeah, peace. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to our show this week. If you want to follow us online, you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com. We're on Twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash News. If you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on iTunes, we would love to see that. And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders.